0: private, no government oversight, digital rules-based monetary system the world has ever known. That's a big idea. We were in NVIDIA, have been, still are in the more specialized portfolio at a lower percentage. We're on to the next big beneficiaries of artificial intelligence. I think what we're seeing, certain breakthroughs in AI itself are taking Tesla closer to its goal with proprietary data and domain expertise in their own business as well as ai expertise can become more competitive in its own industries We think the bigger risk out there is not inflation it is deflation
1: hi my name is jason Raznik, the ceo of benzinga and welcome to the ras report as always before we kick things off i want to quickly tell you about what benzinga is before i started benzinga in 2010 there were very few places to get real-time information on financial markets I thought it was unfair that Wall Street had access to this information before the average Joe investor. So I created Benzinga to level up the playing field for you, the retail investor. Benzinga is for the people and by the people. Now let's dive into the show. All right, very excited to bring back a past guest onto the RAS report. We have none other than ArcInvest Kathy Wood. You know her, you know her analysis, her data, her team's research. She has grown her firm. This was two, three years ago. Back then, I was a lot less gray. I had a lot less gray hair. Interest rates were a lot lower. Um, Growth stocks were growing faster. Interest rates are a lot higher. Growth stocks are growing slower, it seems like. I have more gray hair. Kathy, welcome to the Raz Report.
0: Thank you, Jason. I'm happy to be with you again.
1: Thank you. Thank you for coming on again. We appreciate it. I had a lot of fans last time and I've I got thousands of questions sent to me again this time. We're gonna do our best to try to get 20 questions in. We'll see. Has your overall strategy changed, Kathy, um, with these higher interest rates that we're in right now? And I'm jumping right into it. We're not doing the whole interest stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we have a very strong point of view about what's going to happen to interest rates. Uh, We think they're going to fall. And surprisingly so, because we think the bigger risk out there is not inflation, it is deflation. You know, and you can look at, you can tell me, oh, these economic statistics are saying the economy is fine. You know, you take a look at some of these earnings reports and the headline will be, oh, they beat their revenue and earnings. But what happens if you look deep into it? The guidance has been falling for a long time and many companies are showing little to no nominal growth. Uh, so forget about inflation. Nominal revenue growth is diminishing, and by some measures, uh, real revenue growth has been negative in units terms for the last two quarters on a year-over-year basis.
1: So, do you think then, like some you know, some people are are skeptical on the economy, um, what it's going to do? Do you think people are right to be skeptical because so far, the government's looking at inflation; they still see inflation you think the government's wrong on that or where are we at on that?
0: Well, I think uh, we've dropped inflation from 9% in June of 22 to 3%, a little over 3% headline CPI uh, um, in July of this year. So it's coming down and money growth is negative on a year over year basis, uh, down more than 3%. It's been negative since the, the beginning of the year. Uh, And monetary policy operates on the economy with a lag. So we actually think there's going to be a harder landing uh, than most people think. And certainly when it comes to profit margins, now that all of these companies are agreeing to these huge wage bills.
1: Yeah. and, And that and that's and so then deflation to you, does that happen on statistical numbers from the government or is that stuff that you guys see in your own data?
0: Uh, I think it ultimately will happen to the government numbers. There, there's big lag there. Uh, there's a a good story from Domino's, the CEO of Domino's Pizza. He said we, we made a bad mistake in trying to raise prices. We're rolling them back. We lost units. We're rolling them back now. And I think you're. I, I think the consumer is saying no more. We can't take it. Savings are running down. Student loans are coming back. And uh, companies are going to rethink their strategy to see P&G and Pepsi, you know, near double digit price increases and and negative units. Well, these are manufacturing companies that kills productivity and it becomes a vicious cycle.
1: Got it. So then when you because um, one of the things that I see like credit card debt, they say, is the highest it's ever been. but. Is it the highest ever been in terms like the whole market or is it low versus that? Or like, is that a big concern credit card debt for you, for your, for our team?
0: Well, uh, credit card debt is not a problem until delinquencies start ramping and delinquencies ramp, uh, when unemployment goes up. And we do think unemployment is going to go up as companies, uh, watch their margins going down. They've held up because They've priced uh, to keep their margins up. They've put in through higher prices, but now they're unit, uh, losing unit growth. Uh, we just got a report today about consumer delinquencies uh ramping much faster than uh, some company had expected. Uh, it was a retailer, I believe. Uh, I think you're going to this is going to become pretty rampant.
1: Okay, got it, got it. All right, now we're switching to AI. I know you are a fan of AI before anyone talked about chat GPT. So right. like, again, you, you don't get credit sometimes where credit's due. And then, you know, like we'll talk about Tesla later, but then everyone talks about AI and it's like, okay. So then they're like, oh, she sold this stock too quickly. Um, Nvidia, where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nvidia, Nvidia. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's too late for investors to get into AI stocks?
0: Uh, no, but I think every stock could become an AI stock because um, and that's a bit of an exaggeration. Commodity stocks won't. But any company with proprietary data uh, and domain expertise in their own business, as well as AI expertise, learning how to harness that data and uh, combine it with foundation models, Can become more competitive in its own industry. So, you know, we, for every dollar in hardware that uh, artificial intelligence uh, causes to be spent, there will be somewhere between eight and $21 in software. Twilio is having uh, its AI day today called Signal, and uh, it's talking about all of the ways it is harnessing AI. It had Sam Altman. On the on the um, uh, during the day, stage. yeah, on the stage, and uh, so Twilio has more than a trillion uh, engagements between consumers and businesses recorded every year and growing. Uh, so it has data, and it's all about marketing. How can we uh, use this data to market to this individual more effectively? Uh, which is what companies want. So they want they want the um, Twilio to have access to this data so that they can help them.
1: Is Twilio one of the positions you guys have been building up?
0: Yes, we have. Uh, It is, just to give you a sense of uh, the drama here, uh, Nvidia is selling at about 25 times this year's revenue. Okay, 25. Twilio is selling at two and a half times this year's revenue It's a software company. Uh, with margins that are going to rise as it integrates uh, more AI into its businesses. So absolutely.
1: And Twilio is profitable, right?
0: Uh, It is just moving into cash flow uh, profitability, uh, surprising uh, analysts. Uh, You know, the markets actually demanded that most of our companies move much closer to profitability than they were a couple of years ago. So that's what they've done. And now they've got AI as a tailwind. So it's uh, it, we think it's going to be a fabulous story.
1: And I actually think if Twilio wanted to be a lot more profitable, it could be by cutting yeah. R&D expenses. Twilio founder Jeff Lawson is a fellow m- fellow middle school, high school uh, classmate of mine. He was one oh. year older and his mom was, was my math tutor. When I didn't study for the math test, I'd go to Jeff's house and get my, pre- ca- my calculus uh, tutor the day before.
0: But Jeff um. Lawson
1: is... From Michigan as well, uh, so yes, he's Great. a amazing CEO. Have you met him yet? Or have you talked to him?
0: Yes, oh yes, yes, and it was very interesting to see his transformation. I think he thought uh, early on that AI was going to be, you know, building out AI models was going to be way too expensive that they'd have to leverage off of others. Now the the AI training costs are dropping seventy percent per year, so now he is harnessing AI. Uh, In an aggressive way, which we think is really important. You need a visionary leader, proprietary data, domain expertise, and AI expertise to harness this data.
1: And I'll tell you, he was a visionary leader way back in college, started a company, Versity. It was note taking for college classes way before anyone ever talked about it. He was always on the cutting edge. So you you have a good leader in him. Okay. So, and yeah, and I'm friends with that. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's on the phone. I'll text him after and said, we talked about him and send him the clip, but he's um, doing
0: a good job on signal today. I I watched his interview with Sam Altman. All
1: right. I'll tell, I'll tell him that I will relay that. So in a report from you guys, you laid out an investment case for UiPath Mm -hmm. and Twilio's good AI investments with lower price to sales. We talked about Twilio. What about UiPath?
0: So UiPath is in uh, the robotic process automation space. And uh, I remember when it went public, I thought, wow, you know, he's right. He's able to bring together uh, individuals from different companies who are business process oriented and trying to help making make their companies more efficient. And they compared best practices Uh, UiPath put these best practices to work and now is building foundation models and other models to help companies with their workflows. This is the boring stuff, it's the administrative stuff, but it makes a huge difference. Uh, By our calculations, knowledge workers are paid $32 trillion around the world. We think that could be cut in half uh, because of efficiencies in those specific jobs. Uh, technology is a net job creator. There will be other new jobs created that we cannot even imagine now thanks to artificial intelligence.
1: Yeah, it is truly unbelievable. I mean, Mm -hmm. I hate to see how many more emails you're probably receiving from people that are, uh, you know, trying to get a job with you, but you don't know if they're using AI to do it. Because back in my day, (laughs) when I had to write a letter to try to get a job at a hedge fund, I would spend Couple hours, few hours. right? I remember Bill every Ackman. Every word,
0: every word. Oh, how is this going to sound? Yes, I remember. And, I remember.
1: Yeah, and, and and you did the same thing. So we in our, in our last interview, which uh, you can go check in the RAS Report. We talked about how Kathy got her start. So I usually go to there, but we ha- we have that. And every word, those emails. Now, Kathy, I don't know how you know if it's AI or not, right? Yeah,
0: you know, um, I, I I think that. Many of them seem like form letters, and we kind of recognize form letters. Uh, we're doing an interesting thing with ChatGPT. Our analysts, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think we need a certain voice, and we need to speak to the young, uh, from the youngest investors to the most seasoned investors. So there's a certain voice we have when it comes to editing, and all of our analysts are now writing uh, with uh, saying something like, "Okay, please translate this." Chat GPT into grammar and a writing style like Kathy Wood. Uh, uh, that's that's a bit of an exaggeration, but but uh, but it's working because, you know, I, I won't let anything go up on our site unless I edit it. You know, the good, the important blogs I'm talking more about on the research side. Uh, and and so it's a big help to us in terms of making very difficult concepts clearer uh, chat GPT is very good at doing
1: that a hundred percent. And then there's all these other ones that do a little version of it. We use a different one and it's pretty good on the editorial side. I'll share that with you off the line. Okay. I think you'll like, yes, we've tested, okay. we had a whole team test it and there's another one but I'll share with you offline. Cause it was decent amount of research. All okay. Right. All right. So yeah, I'll follow up with you on a email or text on that. All right. So we're going to move on to, t- to Tesla for a second. So, Kathy had predicted that Tesla would reach a market cap of 500 billion by 2024, but it actually achieved that milestone in 2020 and surpassed 700 billion in 2021. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest catalysts, um, I know that you see for Tesla's FSD. Mm-hmm. Before that, we get the you know the highly anticipated Cybertruck, which yes. I would love to be in line for. Elon, if you're listening, can you get me in the front of that line somehow? Okay, but anyway. How big of a catalyst do you think Cybertruck is for Tesla? Uh,
0: well, we think uh, Cybertruck is going to expand the truck market. Uh, just like the Model 3 has expanded its category, you see um, uh, in the Model 3, you, you've seen people who they've stretched to buy that car because it's such a good car. Now, it will be interesting. Uh, the, F, uh, the F-150 the F Lightning, the Ford uh electric uh, truck um, seems to be preferred by people within uh, the Midwest. But you see that uh, GM and Ford are both signing on to uh, Tesla's charging network. We think that the middle of the country, which has not really embraced Tesla's cars, uh, is is probably going to be much more amenable when there are chargers, chargers Much closer by. And I'll bet the same thing happens with the Cybertruck, especially, especially we're hearing a lot of uh, uh, funny stories about, they're funny, but they're also uh, very, uh, I'm sure for the people experiencing, I heard one story an F 150 Lightning uh, truck uh, owner driving his family on a long distance. He said, We were hungry. Uh, afraid and heartbroken because there were no charging stations. Uh, and so we think that's a big deal when it comes to the middle, middle America adopting any, uh, EV, but, um, uh, a cyber truck.
1: Yeah, that, that, that is a huge deal. So then my question to you is with these other companies adopting Tesla's charging network, does fast charging then work for those companies and it, and it doesn't help Tesla is a different differentiator as much, or are they getting a lot of royalties for them using their things? I
0: don't know. Well, They're probably getting a lot of information. Uh, uh, You know, this is an information network as well. And so about cars coming and going. So uh, I think uh, I'm not sure what the licensing deals are like. Uh, We we don't know, Uh, but we do know that Tesla will get a lot of uh, information, which is really important in this digital age.
1: So going like what what are the implications uh supposedly the the automated driving is coming out the the word beta fsd update version 12 will no longer be called beta i don't know if you saw that but if you did implications of this
0: yes well if you um receive the last software upgrade uh you'll see how much full self-driving has improved fsd has improved uh, and so, uh, I, think, I think what we're seeing, certain breakthroughs in art, AI itself, artificial intelligence, uh, are taking Tesla closer to its goal uh, uh, than I think many people expected. Of course, Elon expected it three years ago, uh, and, and we're learning only now that, that he needed uh, large language models uh, to accomplish this last mile, so to speak. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty pretty much there. Uh, and we already know uh, from the data that they're providing that driving in a Tesla car with uh, FSD as it is right now and all of the other safety features uh, is, uh, uh, causes accidents uh, once every 3.2 million miles. Uh, and so if you compare that to Tesla's pre-FSD, uh, that is five times, uh, a five times improvement. And that also compares to 500,000 for the average car out there. So six times better uh, than the average, six times safer than the average car out there.
1: It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I know you, I think you had a Model 3. When we met in person, I don't know if you remember here in Detroit, um i had a tesla and i was going to drive you guys to the airport and so i had i had one early um and now i have a different electric car which is like a premium brand uh-huh. but i am in the process of getting a different s and selling that premium brand electric car that i bought you know at a high of the market but because of some of the safety features that tesla offers and just other things like Making it so easy to put air conditioning in your car before you get in the car versus having to do it with other things that are just not as easy. Yes, it, it, it's there's uh, it, it's amazing. The thing that I want to see with Tesla is some sort of like network effect where the net the cars somehow more cars the more network effects like and I know that taxi system is one of those things. Is the taxi system still one of your big catalysts for the stock eventually?
0: absolutely and we think you know we see cruise automation it took cruise automation 9 years to get san francisco right and now people are of course concerned that it didn't get it right given some of the accidents uh, we've seen recently uh So that was nine years then, but it only took them uh, three months, so 90 days to figure Austin out. And now I think if I'm not mistaken, it's gone to either Charlotte or Charleston. So it is now starting to make its way uh, throughout the country. Uh, And I kind of like that. I'm sure it's motivating Elon even more. Uh, We do know recently that they put up a job description uh, for someone who uh, might uh, start them out in the ride-hailing uh, space with passengers, so getting the network started city by city. So we'll see what we'll see what uh, pans out here. They said they wouldn't do that, uh, but but apparently there was a job description recently. So uh, we know they're thinking, how do we go national and 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 how do we do this big and all at once.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, two more questions, just on Tesla. What do you this Chinese thing? Tesla slashing prices in China. Um, is there increased, you know, competition? How does the China thing work out for Tesla?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, we we know that China, that Tesla cuts prices because it can. Uh, it is riding down a learning curve, and according to Wright's law. Uh, This is drivetrain technology, uh, Tesla-style. For every cumulative doubling in the number of units produced, costs declined 28%. Uh, And of course, as they move to different chemistries like lithium iron phosphate, uh, um, those costs drop even more dramatically, and they're doing that in China. Uh, so I think they're catering to that market. it is weakening as as a market there is more competition uh, and uh, i I think they're I think they're pretty confident though about their positioning because if you've seen uh, the other Chinese manufacturers except for BYD, they have really hit the skids now uh, you know we're seeing some better numbers in here uh, but you know Tesla is seems to be uh the preferred vehicle along with byd byd many of its vehicles are 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 less expensive so
1: okay and you guys when we're talking to kathy about tesla this is someone that lives breathes you know looks at tesla like none of us i mean some of us probably do but before we went on the air i was talking about logan and jake paul she never heard of them which i just (laughs) find amazing because it just shows focus in the sense of she focuses on what she studies. You know, she has, you know, Archer Innovation, all these different pl- plays that have been successful and ahead of the game and looking at the future before the future comes. I mean, she's, you know, that's what Kathy does. And when I was talking about some, a pop culture thing, she didn't know. And I just find that awesome because it just shows you how deep you go. Like Logan and Jake Paul, and there was something else. I'm like, and I, I felt, you know, and it's just, it show, it's, but it shows you're not, Wasting your time looking at, like, I don't know, TMZ.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for letting me off the hook. And it really is, yes, we eat, breathe, drink, you know, our research uh, on all kinds of companies. And it is us. It's our analysts. In the case of uh, Tesla, uh, Tasha Keeney, especially on the autonomous side, and uh, Sam chorus on the electric vehicle side have been amazing in helping us uh, surface Uh, how important this company was going to become, as well as Brett Winton, our chief futurist. So got to give them all due credit.
1: So the last question on Tesla is uh, from one of our writers, Chris Kaji. He said, how should investors think of Tesla when thinking evaluation with electric vehicles, energy storage, solar, autonomous robots, and much more? Why should it trade more like a tech stock than an auto stock? Thank you, Chris, for that question.
0: Well, uh, so he's suggesting it should trade like a, a tech stock.
1: Yeah, he's saying with you yes. know, you know, they have you know electric vehicles, energy storage, solar, autonomous robots, and much more. Some people, maybe bears in the market, think it should trade more like an auto no. stock, and he That's thinks. That's why they're
0: I getting th- it wrong. That's why they're getting it wrong. So go to go back to our AI conversation just a little while ago. Uh, we believe that uh, autonomous taxi platforms are the biggest AI project in the world. And we believe that Tesla, because of its positioning uh, with AI, it is the only auto company or tech company that has designed its own chip for autonomous driving. It has taken a leaf from Apple's book. Apple redefined the cell phone market by designing a chip that turned the cell phone into a computer and look where Motorola, Nokia, Ericsson, Blackberry are today. They they didn't define the market correctly and nor, neither have auto companies. This is not an auto uh, play. This is an autonomous taxi platform play with software as a service like Margins, which means on that part of the business, the autonomous, those are 80 uh plus gross margins and anyone following tesla now knows that its margins are in the 20s uh normalized when it's uh when it's not cutting prices dramatically uh in order to compensate for a weak environment
1: can't you get elon to cut the price of the plaid just a little he introduced that standard tesla ten thousand lower but the plaid. I mean, they don't, you shouldn't have to because it goes faster than any $300,000 uh, Ferrari or Lamborghini. I mean, it's unbelievable. 1.99 yes. seconds.
0: Yes. Uh, there's a story. I have a story there. Uh, one of my dear friends' um, sons uh, got a Model 3. The, something went wrong with the Model 3. So he tried, for some reason, he got a plaid. This is a guy in college. And It, it, it is, I mean, he wants to, he, he loves it in a sense, but it's also scary. (laughs) It's also scary. It's a race car. Uh, And, you know, I think that was a big mistake, but it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable.
1: Well, if he, if he wants to, I'll get the plaid. He can, (laughs) we can do an exchange. uh, But um, yes, connect us. I'll connect you in that other thing. Okay. Archer Innovation, this guy, Pierre, one of your, it's up 290% this year, but it's it's a really small holding in your fund. Are you guys planning to increase exposure to the air taxi industry?
0: Yes. Yes. We think the air taxi industry is almost here. uh, Thanks to, and and it's the same things we were just talking about. It's uh, it's battery technology, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, and uh w- we have another consideration regulation as as does autonomous as does as do autonomous taxi platforms so uh yeah we started buying ark to be truth be told we we rode it all the way down and we kept buying it now this is in arkq which is our autonomous uh, technology and robotics fund uh and so you can see that and and we're now writing it up and we put it into our uh, flagship fund, uh, just fifty basis points um, yep. as they were doing the most recent deal. and then they announced that they had settled with Boeing. and not only had they settled with Boeing, there was a, there was a nasty lawsuit going on over there uh, on about patents. Uh, But Boeing has taken an ownership position in Archer. And and Archer has two other partners, United Airlines and Stellantis. Uh, So Stellantis is thinking about autonomous mobility. Stellantis, as you know, uh, owns Chrysler, uh, an Italian company that bought Chrysler. So it, it, it seems to us that Stellantis, more than the other auto manufacturers, is thinking about mobility in another way or in an expanded way. And that is this autonomous taxi, I mean, uh, eVTOL, air taxi. Uh, So um, we're pretty excited about that because those are deep pockets and uh, this is a high fixed cost business, uh, longer term. Uh, So we think there's going to be some nice scaling with those partners.
1: Okay, so like you could be making you know, more purchases of that industry. That's
0: oh you know. yes, yes, yes. Well in uh ARKQ we also own Joby. Uh okay. So, yes.
1: Okay, so that's another one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um I didn't ask this, but I know last time you had to sell Tesla's shares back when the stock was going crazy it was a the weight in your portfolio. Um some people wrote in I see uh, Arc selling some Tesla shares. Does that have anything to do with your prediction on the price of the stock or yeah. balancing or any answer to that?
0: Well, so we are in print. Uh, our price target for 2027 is uh, 2000. That's what we're in print on, but our confidence in autonomous has gone up. So you can cl- conclude what you want with that. So that 2000 compared to I guess we're around 250 now, in and around 250. Uh, our confidence is pretty high on that, increasingly so since uh, uh, we've seen the software upgrades, how uh, provocatively they have improved uh, improved FSD. Uh, so uh, no, not at all because of the price target. When we uh, move into a situation, take, uh, take Archer, and to be honest, I can't remember exactly if we use some Tesla for it. But this is in the autonomous mobility space as well. Uh, Our compound annual rate of return expectation for Archer is actually higher than that for Tesla. And as you can tell for Tesla, it's pretty high. Uh, But Archer is also much more speculative. It's much earlier stage. Um, uh, uh, Nonetheless, when we uh, we get an opportunity and, and see significant liquidity, will source liquidity from another stock that has had a good run itself.
1: Got it, so that's mm-hmm. like fine, neat. I, I get it. It's what you do as a portfolio manager and what's yes. beautiful about what you do is the transparency. And when you, with transparency come more questions, which I guess a double-edged sword for you, right? I don't know how you yeah. handle that. If you respond to people on Twitter, how, how do you look at that?
0: Well, we tend not to, uh, we think if people watch closely what we do over time, they will see that ARC is a liquidity provider. Uh, unlike a lot of other institutions, there are a lot of um, uh, asset managers that are momentum driven. In fact, it's part of their scoring system. If the price is going up, if the revenue growth is accelerating, buy, 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 buy. Now that's, that's a feature that a lot of portfolio managers use. Uh, we're we're the opposite. If we see uh, one of our stocks up 20, 30, 50, 100, 200% in a short period of time, um, we will take profits. It's clearly the momentum buyers want it. They're willing to pay up dramatically. And uh, at the same time, there are probably other stocks in our portfolio that are suffering some short term setbacks. And we think both of those. Our short term moves because there is a lot of volatility, as you can tell, in our portfolios. Uh, so we're very opportunistic in terms of providing liquidity when uh, buyers want it. And, um, and uh, we are also buyers when others want liquidity.
1: So, is that one of the reasons you sold NVIDIA when you did? I know in the market, they just want to say, oh, she sold it, but you were early in NVIDIA, but like, How do you look back on that, I guess?
0: Yeah, we um, so we bought NVIDIA when we started ARX Funds in 2014 at roughly five dollars. And I remember in 2015, Tashikini came into our brainstorm and said, and now this is when PCs were falling, they were down dropping at a double digit rate. NVIDIA back then was nothing but a PC gaming chip company. Uh, Tasha comes into our brainstorm, says, you know, it seems like the brains or the central nervous system of an autonomous vehicle is going to be a GPU. I said, you are kidding. Uh, I said, nobody knows that. And with that and a further study of how important uh, GPUs were going to become to artificial intelligence, it became one of the top stocks in many of our portfolios, including our uh, genomics portfolio. Uh, and so if you look at our flagship portfolio, since 2014, NVIDIA is the uh, fourth uh, largest returning stock. So top is Tesla, then uh, GPTC, then Invite, a genomic stock. Stock and then Nvidia, so we were there, and so and we own it in our specialized portfolios still. Uh, but 25 times revenue for uh, for Nvidia, which is mostly in the hardware space. I, I know they're trying to get into software, and and I hope they do. You know, we we do own it in other uh, portfolios, but I also know that the hype around AI is a recipe for uh, an inventory glut at some point. I don't know if it's going to happen a year from now, or a quarter from now, or two years from now. Uh, and I, But I also know that uh, the Twilio's at two and a half times revenue, uh, uh, UiPath at six or seven times revenue, uh, and that's on this year's revenue. The recent paper we wrote, which is an AI paper, it's on our ARK, ARK-Fund site. Uh, uh, shows uh, trailing 12 months. So I'm, I'm focused more on current year multiple of revenues uh, and Tesla at six to seven times. These are AI projects. And as I mentioned before, these are software projects, uh, not so much hardware. And the software pull through from AI hardware is going to be somewhere in the eight to 20 times range. So it's going to be a much bigger market. So what? Whereas we were in Nvidia, have been, still are in the more specialized portfolio at a lower percentage because we are paying attention to valuation. Um, we're on to the next big beneficiaries of artificial intelligence.
1: And that you're early, and other people are late, and you could take advantage. But the markets are irrational. So it's like part of it is like, do you hang on longer because then people catch on and then you'll get more, make more money? I mean, do you do you factor that in?
0: You know, uh, in a very unhealthy market, what tends to happen is the market narrows, and a lot of people have been concerned that the Magnificent Seven have taken so much oxygen out of the room in terms of this uh, year's rally. Uh, What what gratified us in the first six months of the year is despite not owning any of the Magnificent Seven, except for Tesla, uh, we outperformed even the Qs Uh, and um, we owned a slight bit of meta, but uh, a partial position. Uh, That tells us that the the bull market in innovation is broadening out. Uh, And that's a healthy development for innovation. As for the rest of the market, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of um, disruption and dislocation in the traditional world order because of innovation. Uh, so I'm happy to see innovation is broadening out in terms of the market rewarding it. We'll see if that happens for the market as a whole, for the broad-based indices.
1: Okay, we're gonna do like a rapid fire, but before we do, we have, again, Kathy Wood, ARK Invest on the RAS Report. In November, if you're listening, come to Benzinga FinTech Deal Day or the Future of Digital Assets. If you're listening in today, you have awesome people. It's a great lineup, but we're gonna do a little rapid fire because we only have a few more minutes with the awesome kathy wood who you guys I, I she's in the media she is out there and you're gonna get people loving you people not liking you and saying oh this that and I, I, what i like is you march to your drummer and you do your thing and your nvidia example is and is unbelievable and what people say oh well she sold right before the- you bought it at five dollars. It's, it's just it's just it's it's, it's, it's fun. It's funny to me. It's funny to me. Like if you if, if you had a crystal ball, a prescient crystal ball and you knew this was the high today, this then yeah, I like.
0: <laughs> what but what, would, what did we do? We I know one of the stocks we bought with some of the NVIDIA was made- Coinbase. Coinbase has tripled. Right. In- it, in-
1: exactly. What? Did, th- th- there you go. So what yeah. did you? That's the thing. It's money allocation. What did you? you, you it's not like For you bought NVIDIA. What did you say?
0: Portfolio management, that's what we do. And you know, a hundred, uh, nearly a hundred bagger, well, let's just be more conservative, say 80-fold increase NVIDIA, not bad.
1: I mean, like who, there's not one person on this planet that wouldn't take that, okay? Not one person, so exactly. All right, before we go to our little quick rapid fire, anything that isn't out there that we could break on the RAS report, won't publish today, but in a couple of days, but anything that you got that, no one, you know, it's, it's our second time, you know, you go on that other channel a lot more, but it's okay.
0: Give me a clue as to what could that be?
1: Crypto. It could be, it could uh, be, um, something yeah. on Tesla. I, I don't know. Uh, you have stuff in that brain, just somewhere. Yeah. You just pull it out. It's like, oh, well, brain we, just...
0: in, in terms of inter, well, we're in the news for our Bitcoin ETF filing and because it's with the SEC, we cannot say okay. anything, but I am re- I really do believe that uh the SEC is going to lose the grayscale case and that's going to happen pretty soon and that one of the ways that the SEC could respond is to turn around and uh change the subject and and uh, approve not just one Bitcoin ETF, but a lot of the ones that are on the docket right now. So it could happen. It could happen quickly. And you know, I think from an institutional point of view then, uh, I think we're going to see um, a, a serious move in. And what's interesting about that is the number of Bitcoin outstanding now is 19-ish million and the maximum will be 21 million if institutions want to move in that's going to be a lot of incremental demand for not that much more incremental supply so the only one to, the only way to uh, to then do that is to bid the price up if they really want to be a part of it so,
1: and I'm, we're going to go throw a couple of minutes or but Your Bitcoin prediction at one point is a million dollars a coin. Are you still a big believer in Bitcoin?
0: Yes, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Ever more so. First, global, uh, private, no government oversight, digital, rules based monetary system the world has ever known. That's a big idea. And we think the total crypto asset market in 2030 will be valued at roughly $25 trillion right now. Right now, it's a little over a trillion. Uh, and we think that Bitcoin is going to be more than half of that.
1: Do you have a prediction for this year or t- next year, 2024?
0: You know, I, we we tend to we tend to be five years in our uh, prediction. So the, the five five to seven year forecast is in base case would be 650,000 and then the yeah. bulk would be about double
1: that. And you believe in crypto Bitcoin so much because like, w- one of the problems is a lot of those brokerages that you could buy Bitcoin through, you know, Voyager, um, a, f- a few others went bankrupt, FTX, etc. Mm-hmm. How do people buy? How does the regular person buy Bitcoin? Or is it you think that institutions are going to be the ones buying this Bitcoin stuff? And I ask because our whole uh, digital asset day is all about this.
0: Yeah, I think I, th- I think uh, institutions will be a big part of it. This is a new asset class, uh very low correlations with any other asset class except at extremes in uh all markets the correlations go to 1. Uh so yes, and I also I think a Bitcoin ETF approval will help. I think uh, judicial, you know, judicial clarity, legislative clarity is all going to happen within the next uh, few years. This is an election year issue. I already know some young people who have switched their allegiance when, when it seemed like Elizabeth Warren was going to lead the Democrats into the anti-crypto world. Uh, I know of some uh, young individuals whom I never thought would uh, change their allegiance, uh, changed, uh, shifted from uh, Democrats to Republicans. Now it's becoming a little more bipartisan in the legislative branch. And I think it is because it's becoming an election year issue. And so you can't be on the wrong side uh, of young people and win an election.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. So th- just two last questions. So Coinbase is still one your one of your largest holdings in the crypto space. Yes. You yes. you believe in Coinbase still? Like Bitcoin?
0: Oh yes. Yes, absolutely. We think it's going to be the institutional on-ramp. It it signed the deal with BlackRock and I think that was that was a very big deal in terms of um okay. you know, Larry Fink. Larry Fink is now all about Bitcoin and so it's getting much more institutional focus. You will remember, uh, there was a time when Larry Fink said, Bitcoin is environmentally uh, a menace. Uh, And I don't think he's talking about that anymore because, actually, Bitcoin is solving some environmental problems now that Exxon is putting Bitcoin mining machines into natural gas fields so that uh, instead of flaring the natural gas, it can be used to mint Bitcoin. So there, and utility ecosystems are using it to, uh, in their solar ecosystems. When the sun's, you know, created too much energy, it'll pour into Bitcoin mining, and they can overbuild solar and wind. So, you know, this is the convergence of, of technologies.
1: No, that that's awesome. We'll be discussing the Benzinga future of digital assets um in New York, but like two last questions is and it's gonna be quick answers, whatever is easiest. Okay. Twitter's rebrand to X. Do you like it?
0: I do uh myself. I I think I'm I've taken to it. I it's kind of cool. It's like Elon cool.
1: Okay. All right. And then the last one is DraftKings is also one of your top holdings. Do you think DraftKings faces a uh, DraftKings faces a serious threat from the penn ESPN Bet sportsbook combination?
0: You know i I don't think so. Um, we're watching this we will be watching the share uh, gains carefully, uh, but we're very impressed with what uh, DraftKings has done over the last couple of years. Faced a lot of competition, pulled away from advertising and started just getting more creative. And uh, even to the point where you know they're they're bringing NFTs into the ecosystem, and um, and have gained share. So uh, our analyst Nick Roos uh, thinks DraftKings is in the pole position here, uh, along with FanDuel, of course.
1: No, that is awesome. I want to thank Kathy Wood, you know, Ark Invest. Follow them on Twitter, read their white papers. It's re- easy to read people that s- say negative stuff, but what they do is research and they put it to the public. I mean, they tell you what they do. I don't think in our time in history, besides Warren Buffett, where he gave those uh, annual letters and you had those Q&A sessions where you had someone that's so transparent. And honestly, like, I don't know how you do it. Like, if you go to Twitter, if you read the ads, people, some people love you, some people don't. I don't know if you read the, read the ads. I don't know how you do it. And you just marched to your drummer and your research thus far. I mean, look at the gains you had in NVIDIA, Tesla, and a couple other, you mentioned genomic space. It's unbelievable. We appreciate you coming on the Benzinger Raz Report. We're here for the people, by the people. We have 30 million readers a month. And one of the biggest demands was to get you on because we're here for the people, by the people, to hear the answers. That is not a two-minute time like, segment. It's a little bit longer and let you, you know, Provide your research in a oral format. So, really appreciate you coming on again, Kathy Wood. Thanks again.
0: Thank you so much, Jason. And uh, yes, the truth will win out. That's my response to the Twitter uh, haters.
1: So, <laughs> the truth will win. The truth will. So, you don't. Do you read? You don't look at. You don't look at the Twitter haters.
0: No, 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 no. I don't have time to do that. But but I also know our research. Uh, the depth of our research is going to get us to the right answer before it's going to get others to the right answer. No one's doing the research the way we're doing it, starting with rights law. And we truly do believe uh, that truth uh, will win out for the people.
1: And you've so far proven that out. The last question is, are you ordering a Cybertruck?
0: You know what? I, I, I'll tell you why I haven't. Uh, although I might still, uh, I, yeah. my very first car was a Mustang and I love Mustangs. And before we got into electric vehicles, I said, yeah, you know, I gotta get another Mustang before. And then I said, you know, is that trying too hard? Is that trying too hard? I have a Model 3 and a Model uh, Y. Uh, and uh, and yet, I do think the cyber truck will expand the market to people like me. I don't need to haul anything. Uh, but I'm hearing about a lot of my friends, mostly guy friends, who are for the first time in in their lives, buying a truck. Uh, and they don't need a truck. So, you know, I think it's gonna expand the market.
1: Oh yeah, I I never wanted a truck. I am, when I get in line or whatever, I'm getting that truck. Again, thank you, Kathy Wood Ark Invest for coming on.
0: Congratulations on all your success. Thank you so much.